that right there, that right there, because I have, I have said to my kiddos, I said, I've said that, look, if four of you out of the 26 are asking me the same question, then I need to pause and I need to address this whole class. And I, and I, and once I've actually, if it's two kids in a row asking the same, mister, I don't understand how this, I know you said this thing, but this, then I'm just like, then I did not do my job correctly, which is fine. That's feedback. As a teacher, I should not feel as if like this is an attack on Louis Pierre <laughs> didn't, doesn't know how to teach. It's like, hey, I need to do better for my kids because my kids are individuals. And I may have thought this, 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 these questions, I got my back pocket questions ready to go. But if they're like, it's still not hitting, mister, then I need to reevaluate and do something different. You're absolutely right. Like, if there, if there was a car salesman who was not selling cars, we'd be like, all right, you're an awful car salesman. You can't blame that on a customer. But we do that to our kids, and particularly, like you said, our black and brown kids, that when they are not reaching these levels or these numbers, they're not hitting the numbers, it's like, oh, it's not the teacher, it's the kid's fault. It's like, no, but it's the teacher. Like, <laughs> if 70% of your kids are failing, then you have failed. And for me, yes. I'm, like, I'm like, how... Which is then the next part of the question, or I guess my next follow-up question is like, how, how do I pose this? Um, when you see that happening and you're like, all right, I got to go in on this person. Not necessarily go in on the person, but address this concern. How, what's the nuance? What's the dance? How difficult is that? Do, does your admin team have difficulty do that? Who does that fall on to have that? Yeah. Um, um I am by default a pretty direct person especially at work Mm -hmm. um to your point of like I think about our work a little bit like we're in customer service right we're here in service of the children and the families that we serve Mm -hmm. we owe it to the children and to their families to give them a high quality education that's why they're choosing our school right like especially because I I work in a school that's a school choice right so like parents have like filled out an application vetted us and they said this is where i want to send my child mm-hmm. very much so because they have chosen our school we owe them it is not the inverse because sometimes there's this mindset in education especially in underserved community of like well they should just be happy that we're here and like we're here to save the ch-. no 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 we're in service of the children that's what i think right and so when i see a teacher where the kids are not you know, meeting achievement levels and um, that teacher is kind of taking a complacent mindset, we have to have a mindset check. And it's definitely a conversation that my admin team, they have grown in their ability to have. I hate the word difficult conversations because for me, difficult always has a negative connotation. For me, it's not necessarily a difficult conversation. I don't know what's making it difficult. It might be uncomfortable, but it's a transparent and direct conversation. Like, we're resetting norms. Mm-hmm. We're resetting expectations and then we're going to problem solve together to make sure we're meeting these expectations but it's not necessarily difficult for me as much as maybe it's unearthing some some discomfort i think what's what's difficult my bad for cutting you off no i think like so for example i've found that over the years especially in 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 an underserved community let's say for example where you're serving primary black and brown students and maybe your teaching staff is primarily white Sometimes there's this mindset of like, well, we're giving them a safe space. These poor children, we did so much for them. And it should just be enough that we show up to do our jobs. And like, that's actually not 
right? Like if your kids aren't learning, if the data is telling us that they're not learning, then we actually need to reevaluate re how effective we are at our job. And that may mean telling somebody you're not, you're not being an effective teacher. That may mean that, hey, you need to go back to the drawing table and reteach a standard. It may also mean like, I think sometimes that this frustrates me too. Sometimes teachers are like, well, this, I don't know why this cohort of kids are just not getting it. All right, cool. So that's now your challenge. Yeah. Help this cohort of kids get it. Just because your last cohort of kids got it easily. You, we're, we're teaching you groups of kids every year. This is part of the job. So now your job has changed. And the expectation isn't that you come and like press play on something you've done for the last four years. It should be new. It should be challenging. It should present different obstacles every time you stand in front of a group of kids. That is an intended part of the job. Yeah. And I'm asking you to do your job. I mean, I need you to respond to the needs of the kids in front of you. There it is. Yep. And, 100%. and so, and sometimes that it, the, I guess what folks say, quote unquote, difficult is to your point, it's like the calling out, the naming of the obvious. We're all looking at the data. I'm looking at the data, seventh grade math, the average in your class is a 54. That means on average, kids are failing your class. The difficult part now is for me to, ex to explicitly say to you, it is your responsibility to change this. It is not the children's responsibility. The children have, didn't go to college and get an education and get a degree. Like you're the one with the degree. You're the one with the job. It is not the families. Because what happens sometimes when you're like meeting with teachers and you know they're having low achievement in their class, it's easy to discount it or to excuse it, right? It's like mm -hmm. the kids aren't doing their homework, the kids aren't invested, this group of kids don't care about school, the parents aren't, you know, picking up the phone. I don't know how to get in touch with the families. I'm like, thank you so very much for naming all these other factors. And it's still your job yeah. to teach kids. Yeah. I would rather you come tell me, I don't know how to get through to these kids. I've ran out of instructional strategies, instructional practices. I've ran out of engagement practices. I'd rather you come to me and tell me that than you come and tell me a whole list of excuses, right? Like if, if the majority of kids in your class are failing because they don't do homework, guess what? The problem is the homework. The homework is not teaching the kids the content. So let, let's take homework out the Let's take yeah. the table now, okay? Like, let's actually talk about the content. The kids aren't learning. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I, sometimes that is difficult because going back to our earlier conversation about valuing people, at the same time, I want to acknowledge that to show up and teach that lesson, it did take work. And to grade the assignments and enter into the grade book to produce this data did take work. And for any working adult, it never feels good to hear that your best effort or the effort that you had put forth isn't enough, right? So there is a, there's a tricky balance in that. Like I'm saying, hey, what you did the first time, go around isn't enough. We can't be okay with this. And I'm willing to partner with you as your manager to help you go the next you know, the next 10 miles to get the kids across the finish line. But you as the teacher needs to be open to that feedback. The idea that, yeah, I know you stayed up late doing that lesson plan and guess it didn't land. It didn't stick or it stuck with one cohort of kids. And this happened to me as a teacher. I had three cohorts. First cohort of kids, kids got it. I taught it one time. I don't even know what I said. They got it. <laughs> kids, I promise you, I said the same thing, same PowerPoint, same classwork. And they didn't get it. Like the
says they didn't get it. And I'm like, I don't understand. And I can't just throw my hands up in the air. I had to sit back and be like, all right, what are the individual needs of these kids in that cohort? Do they, you know, is there a different uh, learning style that I could apply? Do I need to consider some project-based learning? Like, what is the other way that I'm presenting this material to them? I can't just say, oh, it's the kid's fault because I taught it to the first group and they got it. So maybe this second group is lazier or they're not putting forth the effort. No, the, the excuse and the fault can't lie on the kids. As you're speaking, I'm thinking to myself, there have been quite a few, as you put it, novice teachers who understood just that. And there have been conversely veteran teachers who haven't gotten that. Mm-hmm. And who are like, like you said, yo, I taught this cohort of kids, just got it. They picked it up, aced the exit ticket, demonstrated that their understanding of the standard were able to be proficient, et cetera. So it can't be me. It, it can't be mm-hmm. like, if this group of kids got it, why then it's gotta be them. It's on them, on them, on them. It's them, 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 as opposed to, yeah, it's me <laughs> as the teacher, all of it starts and stops with me. Um, so how do you how do you balance that? Because if I'm a new teacher and I see and I happen to be on a staff that has that old guard mentality and they pass the buck on to someone else, how do you, how do you, I guess what I'm asking is how do you ensure like that mentality doesn't then get infected with the the new teachers who are like, no, no, I realize it's me. I gotta do better. I'm not so haughty that I can't take a slice of humble pie. And be able to say like, all right, what can I do differently in order to help all my kiddos? I think about peeling back the curtain a little, giving people a little bit more transparency and visibility into the entire school. Yeah. And leveling the playing field at the same time. So for me, especially achievement data is something I feel really passionate about. It's important to me, our our parents send their kids to us. I want to look at a, I want to look a parent in their eye and say, we're teaching your kid. Like that is important to me. And because that's important to me, our achievement data is public. We have a we have a grading dashboard and folks had feelings the first time we sent out a dashboard where it's just like, here is every child, here are all their grades across all their classes. And we need you on a weekly basis to look at this dashboard. You need to know who's failing your class. Did you call their parents? As a level team do you know who across the grade is failing multiple classes what initiative are you guys putting in place before admin shows up as a grade level team I'm expecting that you guys have put into place some initiative as an advisor do you know who are the kids on your advisee list who are struggling academically or who may have a couple of tardies or absences that you need to be mindful of because it will impact their academics and I think when we first did that and peel about the curtain because you could be a 15-year vet and everybody's looking at the dashboard you're like seventh grade English, 15-year vet, but a lot of kids are failing seventh grade English. So what's happening? Maybe <laughs> fifth grade math is a first-year teacher, but kids are killing it, right? And yeah. we normed our grading practices. So you can't even say, oh, somebody's grading easier or harsher than the other. We've normed it. So so now we gotta have a this is a transparent conversation, right? I think the the other piece around leveling the playing field is like especially when I first came, when I first joined my community, there were certain conversations that kind of like to your point, like the old guard teachers weren't expecting to, to have. They go, oh, I've, I've, I've already earned my stripes. No one comes talk to me about my day. Excuse me? <laughs> Who did you 
earn your stripes with? <laughs> Did you teach this group of kids before? Like, right, right, in right. my head, you earn your stripes every year. Every, every year. year. You are you are required to show that you are effective. I, I don't know about you, but my contract is a one-year contract. We're not in public school. So I can get fired. I can get terminated. I can get, like, my performance is not hitting a certain bar. And, and guess what? You may have been here for 15 years, but if you are not hitting a certain bar, you are not above uh, feedback or expectations. And I think that that was like a real big wake-up call for some folks where I'm like, yes, 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 you should expect to be observed, that that observation is happening. And guess what? If we said that as a grade-level team, you guys need to prioritize equity of voice in your classrooms, I expect you to also be implementing that in your classroom. If we're saying that we're moving towards a more culturally responsive curriculum, you don't get to opt out because you have been teaching for 20 years. At, at those, And I'm also a different type of leader where I'm okay, like, I'm okay being very vocal as to where the buck stops. Like, I'm, I can't care about every little detail in my building. Like, you can't run. I don't care about every color that's on a bulletin board. I might have opinions, but I know that that's not a good use of my time. Right. But when it comes to kids learning, I am, I am the buck. I'm the person that says this child is ready to be promoted to the next grade. I am the person that has the conversation with the with the parents when we say, hey, we need to retain your child because of X, Y, Z. I am the person that when the state looks at our test scores, my name's there on the state website. Your name is for my name. And so I take that pretty seriously. And that means that I have some very transparent conversations and that like we are one unified team. If we're moving forward with something that we think is in the benefit of our children, you're expected to be on board with it. You're part of the team. And that doesn't mean that you don't get input. That doesn't mean that you can't come share your um, concerns or opinions. That, that also doesn't mean that, you know, I won't be open to feedback or differentiating when needed. But at the same time, just because you've been teaching for 20 years isn't enough to say you no longer have to continuously improve your practice. It'd be like a doctor who started, you know, doing operations in 1970, be like, I don't need to learn the new technology in 2022. Like, you don't want that person to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. so why should our kids not, uh, not be provided educators who have continuously improved their craft as the time has have changed? That, that logic doesn't, it does, the math doesn't matter to me in that sense. You're, you're, you're talking and saying all the things <laughs> that um, I'm hoping that the listeners are listening to, um, because some the transparency is the thing that is doing it for me. I felt I worked at a, a, an institution where it just didn't feel transparent as mm-hmm. to why certain teachers were earning certain promotions or earning certain... Mm-hmm certain awards or certain titles or whatever you want to call it and not being able to say like okay if i do xyz what is keeping me from being in that same and also wondering right why is xyz being prioritized over a b and c Mm -hmm. if and i think i have my ideas as to why but that's i think another conversation (laughs) to have of who is, because like you said, you, you mentioned as a principal, it's the board talking to you. As a, as a principal, it's the parents talking to you. As a principal, it's the state 
who's like, all right, it's Principal Sana who da 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 da. I, I don't know. At least the old form of me didn't know who those people were to be able to walk up to them and say, hey, why is this like this? Hey, why is this like this? Hey, why is this like this? And to be able to get a response that felt like one, the children were being seen, but also Mm -hmm. the adults, the teachers were being, Mm -hmm. all the teachers were being seen. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, serving black and brown kiddos and having the staff be predominantly white and not having a person of color to be able to, to speak to that predominantly white staff is like, it's difficult. Like, are you really, are there enough different voices in the room mm-hmm. in order for those blind spots to no longer be blind spots? Or at least someone to be like, hey, this is not going to be a benefit to the family and to the kids that we serve. So, and yeah. sometimes, sometimes it also means that you need to have someone who's courageous enough to say the, the icky thing, yeah. right? are times i'm not going to lie there are times like for for our staff i come up with a hashtag every year that's like i think like in another another world i'd be into marketing i like like hashtags i like i like i like nike gets me every time (laughs) yes let me go buy some nikes i'm gonna be like serena yeah um so when we reopened in the spring of covid you know last spring the hashtag was just do it Mm -hmm. because we I could already see down the pipe that there were going to be things that were going to be required to do that didn't make sense. You know, the, the COVID restrictions, for example, were shifting every week, right? Like, you know, when I remember, you know, people be like, oh, nine feet. And then literally with a tape measure, like, how many deaths can we fit? But also like when they're eating their masks off. So like, is it really about nine feet? Doesn't really make sense. And so like me being able to tell my staff, listen, we're about to go into this building. The theme for this year is just do it times where there are regulations that are changing it is not us we have no say in it and we are required to just do it right like that spring our at least our state decided at the last 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 possible minute that after reopening in march that it made sense to have state tests in may you know why what we have been in school for less than a month out of we're trying to keep kids safe out of all the pressures and adjust back in the building that you want us to take a state test and half our kids aren't even here half of them are at home in pajamas with their cameras off and and we're we're about to administer a state test for me standing in front of you understanding that as your head of school i'm not about to lie to you i don't understand the logic but this is those moments where we gotta be together and we're just saying we're just doing it so i think sometimes there is a courageous there is a courageous need to be able to name the obvious where like i know there are times where i'm going to come to you i'm going to say something you're like this doesn't make sense but if i am lying and i'm like no 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 it totally makes sense and this is how we values the kid why don't yeah. a lot of people like that i that. i work with really capable adults who are highly intelligent i'm going to come to you and i'm going to name the thing hey the state our network the board is asking us to do xyz how I understand it to be a value to them. Here's how I acknowledge that it's going to be highly inconvenient to you. Here is what us as an admin team we've thought about to lessen that the the weight on you. And I need you to just do it. And I think that in the moments where I have been the most transparent and honest with my staff, people have risen far above the bar that we sat. Where they're like, you know what? She didn't lie to us. Yeah. 
She didn't paint roses and rainbows. Yeah. She she didn't try to sell us on an unsold dream. And, and I I tend to have a real I emote a lot with my face. So people like yo, when I'm in meetings, they're like, "We know what you are thinking before you have said what you are thinking." So <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. Last yeah. week it was nine feet. This week it's six feet. Next week it's gonna be three feet. And guess what? We're gonna have to do it. And people, all right. She didn't lie. She didn't try. <laughs> she didn't try to convince us or you know gaslight us and try to make us think that we were crazy. We're not crazy. It's not crazy. I was like, it's not crazy. <laughs> I think it's crazy too. Like so, we're we're in it together, and and that does take again. I think that takes time and experience. I don't think my first year as a principal, I could stand stand in front of people, and there are definitely moments where we were feeling a lot of pressure from our network team who I was part of a bigger much bigger network where uniformity and compliance was really big and it was it was scary to be able to 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 know internally that what you're being asked to do isn't necessarily what centers kids and you know like to put on quote-unquote leader face and and be like I'm all in and like that 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 wasn't good right going back to our conversation of harm like I wish that I had had the skills back then to be able to to be transparent, but still motivate my staff to do the things right. Now, seven years later, I'm like, all right, I know, I know how to walk that balance. I know how to sit in a meeting with my boss, understand at the very minimum what my boss is asking me to do. How do I translate that in language that will won't turn my staff against me? Um, and trying to like, you know, make every stakeholder happy at the same time. That that's like a a balancing act that doesn't come naturally. Thank you for the the honesty, the transparency, just like the the realness of how you go about leading your team. Um, the more and more I speak to folks who are in an admin as well as folks who have the aspiration of one day leading. Um, the more and more I'm realizing that right there, the transparency seems to be the the biggest key or the biggest lever of just letting folks know from the jump, hey, this is how it is. This is how I feel about it. Honestly, how I feel about it. However, there is a certain point where your um, your influence, your like you said, the buck. For me, as a classroom teacher, I tell my kiddos like, hey, in here, we do X, Y, Z, one, two, three. This is what I'm controlling. When you walk into another teacher's classroom, it might be different. They might not be about playing the classical music while you're um, taking your assessment. They might not be about like, look, I trust you enough that if you need to sharpen your pencil, you are going to be able to walk over to sharpen and sharpen it and then walk back. When I see you stop and have a super long conversation with a classmate while I'm teaching, then you're saying to me, Mr. That sort of thing, I can no longer do that. However, another teacher might be like, hey, I really need you to raise your hand, give me the silent signal, whatever it is. They might have a, some, something different. And just respect that as well, because they're being upfront with you. And just and I can't, with the kiddos, they understand that and they're able to, to do that. And so the same, I guess, logic can be applied. I literally do the same thing with my, yeah. like, like the, this is like the dumbest policy, the smallest policy, but it's given my staff so much joy before COVID. I don't know about you, but our school's dress code was like, you know, pretty like, uh, you know, business, mm-hmm. business 
casual, but not really casual. It was like business, right? Yep. Because our kids wore uniform. The mindset was as adults, you should have like a business attire, right? Like so button up, dress pants, slacks, dress shoes. Okay. Mm-hmm. When we came back from COVID, because people had spent a year and a half um, at working from home and then transitioning back to the building, the policy was kind of like, it, it was relaxed a little. It was never explicitly spoken about. Mm-hmm. So people got in the habit of wearing jeans. And now fast forward to this school year, the network, you know, like we started afresh in September. There's like the very typical HR PowerPoint that's like dress, you know, business, <laughs> business casuals, now the dress. Sne- uh, you know sneakers and jeans are not permitted right and like this was like and like it, it's not a pdi run it's run by hr and like so many people afterwards afterwards are like me girl you know like that that's not i mean i don't i don't really complain but really, is it really necessary for us to like not be able to wear jeans right like and like so many people came to me that i literally like, sat with my admin and I was like what's the worst thing that could happen if we told our team that they could wear jeans like, isn't HR really going to walk through our building every day? Like, and, and, and the truth of the matter is, it isn't everyone wearing jeans every day. It may be like a handful of people, right? What's mm-hmm. the worst thing if we told everybody they could wear sneakers as they want, right? Like, like what's the worst thing, right? These little moments where I'm like, I can take this gamble. I'll take the hit as a school leader. We'll just say, just like, just like you said to your kid, I had a staff meeting. I was like, listen, y'all, we all sat through the HR PowerPoint and I'm here to tell you, it does not bother me. It does not minimize your effectiveness as a teacher if you wear jeans it, i am not bothered that you are work, wearing your jordans if that's how you want to express yourself i love i love for our kids to see you see see you in that light mm-hmm. let's let's set some community norms right let's maybe our jeans aren't ripped okay maybe maybe on days where we are going to a network event and we're going to be in the company of other campuses maybe that day we decide to wear the khakis maybe on <laughs> We have parent report card nights. Maybe we might show up in our little business outfits. Yep, yep. Just to give the illusion that we know what we're doing. 